Hey there, Bri here. Today we're talking about the compromise between safety and operations and how you can find that sweet spot to continuously move your program forward. Let's get to it. This is Safety Bri, your number one safety geek. Why do we have the behaviors that we do? Superheroes in the workplace, right? All of those things that go into making you an effective safety manager. I love what we do. Motivation, learning, teaching, training, teamwork. I I geek out over that just as much as I do safety. Hello, my safety friends. Welcome. Welcome to the Safety Geek podcast or video or however you are watching this. I am so glad you're here. My name is Bry Sargent. I am your number one safety geek. I love talking about this stuff, especially management support and commitment, building a safety culture, and the psychology of safety. So today, what I wanted to talk about was actually a leadership skill. It's not necessarily a regulation or anything like that, but being a safety manager, you have to develop those leadership skills and things that you can use in the workplace, and in this case, in order to get your safety initiatives approved. And what I'm talking about today is the battle between operations and safety. So too many times I walk into a facility and I'll tell you, this is the first thing I do when I, when I'm going on a site visit and I'm auditing a facility, I'm usually greeted by the safety manager. I'm taken to their office. We do like a rundown of what everything's going to be. But the very first thing I want to do is talk to either the head of the operate, uh, the, the head of the company, if they're there. And secondly, it's the operations manager, director, whatever their title has to be, whoever happens to be in charge of operations. And I like to talk to them first to kind of get a feel as to what they feel about safety and and what they feel their role is in safety and to kind of set the standard that, yeah, I'm here to do an audit or an inspection or whatever it happens to be, but you're involved in this. So I want to talk to you. So what I have found over the years is that when I sit down with operations, it's usually like rose-colored glasses in that first meeting. All I hear about is how wonderful their safety manager is and how great their safety program is. And yeah, they could do, they could have some improvements here or there, but overall, everybody pays attention to safety. And yes, we are just amazing, right? So that's kind of like the rose-colored glasses version that I get. And then the safety manager takes me back to their office and basically says, that entire conversation was BS. (laughs) And I get a kick out of it every time. I must hear this constantly. So I feel like there is this battle between operations and safety that nobody is talking about. And what I think it comes down to is that the two parties have to compromise, but one may be willing, one may, may maybe not. I don't know if operations is willing to, but I know a lot of times the safety manager is just not willing to. They're just like, no, this is the way it has to be. It has to be this way. So I want to teach you some things to think about when you're in, when you find yourselves in this situation and when you actually need to compromise and what it's all about. So what I'll tell you is that when I walk into these situations, generally what I hear from operations is that they're trying to do the best job that they can. And safety says that their job is to make sure, you know, that keeps everybody out of trouble and they're trying to keep the employees safe. And operations says, well, safety is just being a pain in my butt and they're always wanting more and they're always asking for more. And like, when is it ever good enough? And safety just thinks that operations is trying to skirt the rules. 
they're trying to get around the rules and just do a, a bad job just to make money and put safety in the wayside. So what I say is the fact that you're even there means that they have some commitment towards safety because they wouldn't hire a safety manager unless they wanted to improve their safety. Maybe they were forced to hire a safety manager because of fines and regulations and things like that. So yeah, they're committed to maybe getting that C grade that we talked about before. You know, meeting regulations is just a C grade. Well, then it's your job as a safety manager to teach them what it's like and the benefits of an A plus grade, which is what I try to get you guys to go for, right? So that could be the case, but the fact that you're even there means they have some commitment to safety. So the first step is you know, recognizing that you guys have to work together and there has to be a compromise. So it can't be that safety is always going to get what they want. And it can't be that operations is always going to get what they want. Right. So eventually you guys will both meet in the middle and you'll and you'll both get what you both want. But in the beginning, when you're having this battle, you just have to go, OK, wait a minute. We have to compromise. And the process of compromising is so powerful to you as a leader. It's amazing. So the process of, of having a good argument and saying that this is why I want what I want and this is why we need to make this change and listening to the operations department is so powerful in building teamwork between the two of you and converging your goals together. Because ultimately, operations and safety have the same goals. You know, you want the company to make money because if they're making money, then you have a job. And operations, in order for them to make money, they have to do it safely because otherwise they're making their widgets and selling them just to pay for all the injuries. They don't want that either. So you have to recognize that you guys have common goals. And when you're compromising, you're converging those goals together. So you can't have a hard stance in anything that you're doing unless it is that C grade. So what I do want to tell you is that there is no compromise on that C grade, which is just meeting the minimum regulations. That is an absolute, no questions asked. If it is a regulation, it has to be met in some way, shape or form. So going back to one of my previous videos about like, if I put up a two by four as a tow board, that would have met the regulations. That's your C grade. So that's your starting point. But then having the big fancy guardrail system, that's your A plus grade. The compromise happens in between those. It does not happen at the regulation stage. So put that out on the table no matter what. I mean, I was the type of safety manager, I am the type of safety manager that if they're not going to meet the minimum regulations, I may report them to OSHA myself. <laughs> I really may. I have actually reported employers to OSHA before of um, people that I know and things like that. Because if you're not meeting the bare minimum and you're not protecting your people, the bare minimum, then somebody needs to step in and make you do it. Because nothing I'm trying to get you to do is, is working. So you obviously have got something against regulations or something there. Because I kind of feel like regulations are probably the easiest thing in the world to meet. So when you're starting to compromise with the operations team, getting, getting back on track and off of my tangent there, um, when you're starting to compromise, what you first need to do is identify the disconnect. 
So let's use a project that I could never get approved. I tried to get this project approved for five years, I think. And what I wanted was electronic onboard recorders on my forklifts. We had a fleet of like 30 or 40 forklifts and they were like, you could see they were dinging stuff, but you couldn't catch it. You couldn't, you know, I wasn't going to go witch hunting on the video cameras. And we had some issues of people driving the lifts when they weren't certified because they were all key to light. Actually, they were keyless. Um, all the forklifts were keyless. And, you know, people parking them where they shouldn't be. It was just an awful forklift program when I walked in. And my solution was you get those electronic onboard recorders where you can put in, you know, who can operate what equipment, and then it shuts the machine down whenever there's a threshold shift, whenever you're like hitting something. Um, You could see the pick path that people were taking and whether or not it was efficient. You could see whether or not people were taking breaks where they shouldn't have been. All of those different things It would have really solved a lot of problems from a management standpoint. But the cost of the program was going to end up being like $35,000. So when I went to my management team with it, I was like, this is my problem, right? So I listed everything as to why I wanted this and then all the benefits for it. That was my side of a Venn diagram. I love to Venn diagram things. So that was, that was all of my needs, my wants, my desires. So then I went to the management team and for every problem area, I said, well, what do you think about it? Not what do you think could solve it or anything? It's like, do you even see this as a problem? And this is what I'm seeing. This is what they're seeing, right? So I would just, everything I had a problem with, I would ask their opinion on it. And that became their side of the Venn diagram. Now, when you do this, what you'll see is that in the middle, you're going to meet. There's going to be things that you have common objections about or common agreements about. So in my case, going back to my example of my forklifts, we all agreed that only people, you know, about meeting the regulations, only people who are certified should, should operate the forklifts. I wanted to have them all keyed differently. They did not. They've been running keyless for, I don't know, 15 years or something like that. So, you know, we came up with like one compromise or one thing, like we need to solve this problem of people operating when they're not supposed to. So they agreed with solving that problem. That became the middle of my Venn diagram. Other things, you know, like, yeah, it would be nice if I knew the pick path of people and things like that. So you have to first see where you're disconnecting and where you're connecting, where you guys agree and where you disagree. And then here's the thing that a lot of people, when they're approaching this, you have to realize that the other party, and this is anything, guys, this is not just safety. This is any compromise, anybody having a different opinion than you. The other party has positive intent. When you approach any discussion with that fact that they have a positive intent, meaning that their decisions are not designed to be negative. Their decisions in their head is a positive result. And this is what I kind of see in that battle between operations and safety, right? Where I leave operations and they're just thinking rose-colored glasses, everything's amazing. And the safety manager is saying that's a BS conversation. 
you know, that safety manager is believing that the operations is does not have positive intent, that they're actually out to get them. The operations is trying to skirt the rules, that operations doesn't want to meet the regulations, that it's their their goal to fight everything safety has to do. No, that's not true. So when you turn around and you go, okay, what's the positive intent of operations, right? Their goals are to make money, keep expenses down, run an efficient operation, and to keep damages and returns at at a low mark. So if what you're asking for, like in my case, $35,000, that's going to hit their expenses. They're like, how many more widgets am I going to have to make to do that? How many more packages am I going to have to deliver or sell? And they, they see it as, look, you are making a valid point, but we can't do that. Not like, I don't want to have those controls on my people. And that may be part of it. They might say, uh, I don't think that it's a good relationship with our employees to have Big Brother watching them everywhere they drive the forklift. That's not a negative intent. That's a, they're looking out for their people. So always think of it as when you're going to them, you're going, they have a positive intent. What this will do is it'll reduce your anger because if you believe that they are trying to, that they're out to get you or they're trying, or they're out to get the employees or they're out to skirt safety, you're going to approach that conversation with this defensive mindset, which creates anger and no decisions can be made when your mind is in anger, no good decisions, nothing. So you have to approach it with like, they have a positive intent. I have a positive intent. We just disagree on the solution. That's all. So here's the other thing too. When when you're approaching it this way, you can then see it from their side. You can have some empathy. You can go, okay, wait a minute. I want you as the operations manager to look at this from safety's point of view. And I will look at it from your point of view, right? And then adjust your Venn diagram. Maybe if you walked in their shoes for a day, you would see everything that is pressing upon them that is making them make the decision that they are. So having some empathy, having positive intent might make you recognize that your solution is not always the best one and it opens you up to compromise as well. And here's the neat thing about the human condition is that when you are being open and honest and empathetic and showing positive intent, the other party is more likely to compromise too. Now you can't control them. I mean, that's 100% true. I can't control another person's actions, but how I come to that conversation and how I show up does influence their actions and their reactions. So if I'm coming into the conversation defensive because I believe you're trying to skirt the rules and you just don't want to give me what I want, they're going to be defensive. And they're going to be like, heck no, I'm not going to give you what you want. Where instead you just come to them going, okay, this is what I'm seeing. This is the problem. This is my solution. What do you think? Finding that sweet spot, finding that common ground. But here's the trick. Just finding what you guys are common, that you have a common belief of is not going to win you anything, right? It's, it's going to keep you at status quo. What we want to do a really good compromise is when both parties kind of give up a little bit, when there is a little bit of pain, (laughs) a pain being like, you're a little bit uncomfortable. Like you wish that you didn't have to give up this thing. And they wish that they didn't have to give up this thing. So the way that I like to approach this instead of an all or nothing approach, like 
when I walk in going, yes, this is my vision, because I always like to give them my future vision of my EORBs on my forklifts and pig paths and, you know, monitoring and shutting down the equipment and having employees repaint whenever they ding something. I had a whole plan. This is my big vision, but I will, I'm going to pick one thing of my vision that you disagree with, and that's what I'm going to work on. I'm not going to try to sway them on the entire vision. I'm going to just try to sway them on one point. So like the first step in my forklift operation thing was, you know, making sure that supervisors actually checked forklift cards. And then we created parking spots for the forklifts. And then we created like a really strict disciplinary action that was followed. It was baby steps of compromising that ended up to the point that we didn't need EOBRs, right? So I was wrong. I wanted the electronic onboard recorders, but we solved it in a less expensive manner. And the employees were on board. The management team was on board. And why was that? Because I wasn't being you know, hard about like, this is my vision. This is the only thing that that'll work. And operations wasn't being hard of being like, what we're doing is perfectly fine. We don't need to change a thing. No, we both approached the conversation with empathy, with positive intent and said, where can we meet in the middle on one thing? And let's work on that. And then we worked on the next thing and then on the next thing, right? So the whole idea is that you just keep repeating it. You put, you make one change, you put it in place and then you repeat it. And here's the last thing I want to tell you, because we get no a lot. We come in with our grand plans and this amazing, absolute, the ultimate best solution to the problem. And we get told no a lot, probably a lot more than any other department. And, and I've taught my kids this too, is there's two things about no. No just means that you're in the same exact spot that you are right now. So it never hurts to ask. That's why I'm always giving my big future vision. Because the worst they can say is no, and I'm just right where I am, where I begin with. But if they say maybe, or if they give me a tiny portion of it, I've actually moved forward. So never be scared to ask, because a no just means that you're right where you are right now. And no also means, does not mean, sorry, no does not mean never. So when you get a no, you just file that idea away. You don't bring it up sarcastically in the future and be like, I told you so. See, if we had had my EORBs in place, that accident wouldn't have happened. No, what you do is you just file it away. And when the issue becomes bigger again, you could say, you know, we talked about my idea three months ago. Can we, re, can we re-examine it? Can we talk about it again? So it's never, it's not a never because it's a no for the moment. Because in that moment, They might have budget issues. You don't know what's going on in their mind, right? They might have like a sales thing going on. They might have some pressure from their corporate office. They might be short on cash right now. They might just be in a really bad mood. (laughs) I mean, have you ever done that? I know I have, or I've just been like, no, get away from me just because I'm in a bad mood. So no does not mean never. It just means not right now. So you file it away. And when things change, you bring it up again. So don't get discouraged. I know that we get no a lot, but don't get discouraged because safety is continuous improvement. That is all safety is. It is, there's never a light at the end of the tunnel. 
you are just going through that tunnel for the rest of your life. And that might sound depressing, but when you take away the anticipation of the light, it kind of is like, oh, this is just a continuous thing. This is how the process goes. One small compromise after another. That is all it is. So if you can get really, really good at identifying the disconnect, showing up with empathy and positive intent and understanding they have positive intent, picking that one thing that you guys can compromise on instead of choosing, like it's not good enough unless we have all 15, pick the one thing and focus on that. And then three months down the road, focus on another thing. Continuous improvement, my friends. Alrighty, that is what I have for you today. I hope you got a lot out of it. Like I said, it was more of a leadership topic than a safety topic. If you like this stuff and you want to learn more about how to be a leader in safety, Safety Management Academy is opening up very, very soon. So go to thesafetygeek.com forward slash S. M-A, as in Safety Management Academy, and get on that wait list. And I promise you, I will teach you all the skills you need to manage your safety program like a pro. You guys have an amazing day, and I will chat with you next week. Bye-bye. You know what? I have a hunch that you have a BSF, a best safety friend, who would love to know about this show. Well, don't keep it to yourself. Sharing is caring. Stop what you're doing right now and forward this show to them. They will thank you. And don't forget to check out the show notes and links for this week's episode at thesafetygeek.com.